Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley, and I'm here with Mike Kudrowski, and we're broadcasting live from the South Dakota State Convention of the Knights of Columbus. Mike, how has the morning been for you so oh, far? Oh, my goodness. It's, uh, I, I just get so excited at these uh, Knights of Columbus State Conventions. It's, uh, it's just good to be with like-minded people. You just get encouraged. You get encouraged to um, uh, when, when you visit with them. Uh, knowing uh, their dedication to their faith, mm. uh, such faith-filled people. And so it is, uh, it's just good to be here. And uh, thank you, Teresa, for making the trip all the way from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to be here with the Knights and Ladies today. And uh, uh, our next guest, thank you very much. Uh, we have the chaplain of the State Knights of Columbus in South Dakota. We have the state chaplain. Welcome, Father Dwayne Kaiser. Thank you very much. And it's good to have you here. Thanks for taking out some time uh, to be with us. And, uh, Father, you've been a guest on Real Presence Radio in in years past, right? Yes, I have. I I did a little uh, daily reflection uh, a few years back, and... uh, I, I really enjoyed doing that, um, but my time got so busy at uh, the uh, um, at the parish that I couldn't do it anymore. So I see. Well, thank you for your dedication to uh, Real Presence Radio, uh, Father. Uh, gee, it's so great to have you. Uh, can you tell, uh, give our listening audience a little bit about you and how you all of a sudden you became the you were called to i should shouldn't say that all of a sudden you were called to be the state chaplain chaplain uh, about three years ago yeah um i have been ordained well it'll be 24 years this uh spring mm-hmm. um on june 26th and i can't believe it's been that long already did you say 24 <laughs> 26 yeah 24 Tw- years on the 26th yeah okay 24 so. on the 26th so um I got involved. I got involved with the Knights of Columbus when I was a seminarian, and uh, the diocese said, "Oh, you have to be. You have to apply for this uh, grant that you can get." Well, it was the student loan program, and I said, "Well, okay. Well, what is it?" <laughs> well, just just apply. Your dad is a knight, isn't he? And I said, um, "No, he. I don't know anything about the knights. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard about them, and they did different things, but." Uh, so that was my catalyst of getting involved with the Knights of Columbus was uh, a student loan for, for seminary. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Great story. Yeah. Great so story. So I've been in it ever since. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, so as a seminarian, you joined uh, the Knights of Columbus. Isn't that great? And, yeah. And uh, so you've been a knight uh, over a quarter of a century then. Yeah. It's wow. been a long time. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then I... I got involved in the parishes. I was the my first uh, uh, chaplaincy uh, uh, thing with the knights was at uh, my first parish in in uh, Aberdeen at St. Mary's uh, and uh, Sacred Heart. They had one council, and uh, I was their chaplain. So, and I just went to their meetings, and they wanted me to give reflections and just be involved. And so I did. I got involved in their fish fries and their pancake breakfasts and. All kinds of things, and I enjoyed it. Oh, and then every parish that I've been in at since I've been involved with the Knights of Columbus. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, I know you priests are, are so so busy, so busy. Um, and uh, uh, but you you're, you you chose to uh, your involvement with the Knights of Columbus. What was 
Can you kind of unpack that, how you made the decision that, yes, I want to spend this time, this time with the Knights of Columbus. Can you unpack that a little bit? Sure. Uh, I think the the biggest part of being really involved with the Knights of Columbus and wanting to be on the state level was uh, Supreme Director, uh, past uh, state, or stat, excuse me, <laughs> past Supreme Director Paul Lambert. Uh, he was a parishioner of mine in the in the parish, and uh-huh. uh, he invited me to a Supreme Convention. And after I went to that con- Supreme Convention, I looked at him and I said, well, how do I become a state chaplain? So he says, "Well, you uh, get uh, you, you get to be friends with the next uh, um, dis- or state deputy." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so uh, Paul uh, Paul Lambert really helped me to get involved with the uh, with the with the state chaplain uh, program. So yeah, and uh, I've now this is uh, in my fifth year uh, being a uh, being a state chaplain. Oh. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's been a good experience being involved with them, getting to be involved with uh, Nicholas Black Elk's uh, uh. Um, walk last year. And well, actually, it was a pilgrimage because we began, we started down where he grew up and mm-hmm. where he ministered at, mm-hmm. and then we went to uh, Nicholas Black Elk uh, uh, Peak mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did that hike up, and then uh, also was involved with the uh, Coats for Kids on the Indian Reservation uh, this uh, last year, and uh, just getting involved with things I'd never thought I would get involved with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it's just been a it's been a ride. It's been mm-hmm. a beautiful experience of being a part of all of that and seeing that there are men who are dedicated, not just in my home parish or in. In, in, in where I'm at, but all over the place. It's, it's refreshing place. to see that these men are excited about doing these things mm-hmm. and doing them on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the listen, this is the second time Nicholas Black Elk has been mentioned. Uh, I'm sure the listeners may be hearing that for the first time. Uh, can you give us a, just a little bit of background on Nicholas Black Elk? Nicholas Black Elk... Um, was a, uh, a a variety of things. One, he fought alongside of Crazy Horse. Okay. So he was a warrior. Yep. Um, and after all of the warring things or all the wars were done, um, he had a conversion, a massive conversion uh, to the Catholic faith. He had always been a part of the Catholic tradition, but he really had a conversion process after... Um, after all of the wars, and wow. he said there was something that it was missing huh. in his life, and so he went from fighting men to fighting for God, cool. and Praise he was, be he God. became a, a, a great teacher. Uh, first with his kids, his children, then his grandchildren, and then he became a catechist in his in his parish, and he had a, a presence about him where he he just was able to teach the faith in a common, everyday, ordinary language. Yeah. And to be able to bring it to the Native Americans, his his own population, uh, really was refreshing and um, important for him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what a great story. You know, these conversion stories of uh, uh, these blessed, the, the saints... 
uh, just so in, in, incredible. And, uh, folks, if you're just joining us, uh, we're broadcasting live from the uh, South Dakota State Convention in Deadwood, South Dakota, uh, this morning. And it's the beginning. It's the first day of the three-day convention. And we have knights and their ladies coming in and registering, getting ready for, for the day. And I'm Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Teresa Curley. Uh, uh, Teresa, is this your uh, first exposure to the uh, Knights of Columbus Convention? It is. It is. What are you thinking? I think it's amazing. <laughs> just, just hearing what all the different projects that the councils are involved in, and then also just their generous spirit in general. Oh you yes. Know? Like I love it when I go to the grocery store and I see a knight wearing his name tag in public. So I'm like, aha! I yeah. know if I need anything, <laughs> like you're my go-to guy in this oh, public place. You know. What it's a just, great story. Yeah, and people wanted. Uh, we have this table uh, set up here, folks, uh, and uh, people walk by. People have walked by, and uh, and uh, they stop and they visit with you, and then yeah. somebody else within thirty seconds stops and visits with you. So what they don't know is I'm feeding them chocolate under the. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. I get it. The, the uh, you you are exposed now. So anyway, we're back with uh, we're visiting with Father uh, Dwayne Kaiser. Uh, the chaplain of the state North, or, excuse me, the state South Dakota Knights of Columbus, and so um, uh, Father, let's let's go to uh, uh, what have you witnessed as a chaplain in terms of uh, you know the faith formation of knights. Uh, you've been in it for many years. You see people uh, move. Uh, you see men joining, and then you see them getting involved and uh, increasing their 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 f- faith. Have you seen that, Father? Absolutely. Okay. You know, one of my first when I was first uh, appointed uh, state chaplain, um, my theme was that knights need to be men of faith. There's a difference between being men and a man of faith. Ah. And uh, a man of faith is a leader in his, in his family, in his community, and in his, in his life. And if he doesn't have anything prayerful in his own passion, in his own life, then I don't think that he can be a leader within the community, a, a, a true leader. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can be a leader without having faith. But to be a faith-filled leader who is on fire, who is catchy, um, who, who people are attracted to, means that at first it comes from the heart. It comes from our faith in God, and then it comes into action. So mm. we have to have faith in order to have action. Yes, we can do action that draws us to faith, but the two have to be correlated together. They cannot be separated in, at good. all. And so my theme ever since has been that whole idea of men of faith. And, and so I've been teaching and I've been uh, encouraging the district deputies to go out and to be men of faith and to teach their um, uh, grand knights to be men of faith as well so that they can teach their uh, councils to be men of faith as well and mm-hmm. to be in action at the same time. And I, I think that's just a beautiful thing to be able to understand that you know our action is driven by our faith in God. Ah. Uh. Very good. Very well put, Father. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Folks, we're coming up on a break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, unpack a little bit and discuss the story of 
Father Michael McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus, and now he is Blessed Michael McGivney. So don't go away. You'll get that story on the other end of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. (laughs) All right, uh, folks, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, We're glad you're with us. So happy that you decided to join us. We're live from the State Knights of Columbus Convention in Deadwood, South Dakota. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Teresa Curley, and we're visiting with the State Chaplain of the Knights of Columbus in South Dakota, now a State Chaplain for five years, uh, Father Dwayne Kaiser. And uh, as we let in, we, we talked about the founder of the Knights of Columbus, Father Michael McGivney. Uh, he is Blessed Father Mike, or Blessed Michael McGivney now. And uh, we were talking before the break, Father. Uh, he did so much, so much, and he uh, he was on this earth for 34 years. Huh. You know, he, he had such a love for his people that he was ministering to, even within, even before he became a priest. Um, he was supposed to follow in his dad's footsteps in the in the uh, um, uh, in his line of work, yeah. and uh, he decided that he wanted to go to the seminary after his father had died 
because he was supposed to support the family. And uh, he couldn't afford it, so he did go back. He did go to work, but the bishop found out about him, and uh, he. So the bishop gave him a scholarship to go to seminary, and uh, he finished seminary and uh, was ordained and went back to his local uh, parish. Um, well, in the local area, not exactly where he grew up, but uh, close, and and was a priest there, and and uh, found that uh, there were a lot of poor people who uh, who have lost. Uh, uh, husbands and fathers and the children and the women were uh, were were in need and he found that it was very important to to take care of these and so he gathered these group of men and said okay this is going to be a lay men's organization not a priestly organi- organization of any sort we want men of faith to be in action serving those in most need and so when they f- handed out the first dollars uh, to uh, to the widows Widow. and to the orphans, mm-hmm. um, it ju- that was the first impact that yeah. made it in that in that uh, local uh, area, and it's been doing that ever since, and now is worldwide. Yeah, and he had such a challenge, uh, uh, even going outside his diocese to uh, to encourage the Knights of Columbus mission. Yes, but uh, he got through with through that, and then all of a sudden it. It uh, grew nationally, and uh, now a hundred. Can't believe it's a hundred and forty years that we've been in existence. The night's right. been in existence, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the good that it has done. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Father Michael McGivney. Uh, you know, I pray this the prayer for canonization for him every night, and it includes uh, a reference to the widow. The orphan and to the and to the outcast um, that was something very special to him mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know he meant you mentioned the uh, the need that you know you know the, the the husband the father passes away there was a situation where oftentimes the widow wasn't able to support the children right. and the children were sent to Orphanages. Orf- orphanages. That's yep. right. So, so he was he was uh, uh, just saw uh, uh, his heart, uh, you know, st- stepped out to them, and uh, he wanted to do something about that. So, uh, so what a what a, a man with a, a tremendous heart. Now, to become blessed, you have to be, you have to attribute a miracle. Yes. Uh, in his name, where people were praying for a miracle through Michael McGivney. That is correct, mm-hmm. yeah. You have to first be um, approved by the local diocese uh, so that it can be sent on uh, to Rome, and uh, and then a miracle is found. You'd have to do all kinds of history and all kinds of uh, study about the man or the woman, whomever they're studying, to determine whether it's a viable candidate for sanctity, you know, or to have a, a, a devotion to. And, uh, of course, he has done many, many miracles that are probably not attributed to him, but can be associated with, you know, the, the men who themselves have had conversions because of this organization. And uh, so those things can be attributed to that aspect if you really wanted it to, because it's not just about being healed physically, right? And that's what we all want. We all want to be uh, healed physically, but what about spiritually, emotionally, and and, uh, in all those aspects? Those are important as well. 
that we have to understand that our faith is the catalyst of getting us to where we are wanting to be, which is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the number of men who have had no faith or who have been nominal in their faith have all of a sudden been encouraged and transformed, and they had a great conversion because of the Knights of Columbus, because of something that somebody did at a pancake feed. Yeah, you gave me a plate. You know, something so seminal or or, or, or simple, or, or you uh, washed my table off. You know, something so simple as yeah. things of that nature that have uh, that we don't we can't keep track of because there are so many things. Yes, or a poor child who received a coat for the Coats of Kids program. And that child has become a great man of faith or a great woman of faith and are now catechists and teachers and different things in the faith. And Mm -hmm. those are very important to understand that it goes beyond the individual organization, but it goes to the heart of who the Knights of Columbus are, and that are the men that step forward and do the things that are needed within the parish. Mm Mm-hmm. Father, there is a, uh, I, I believe it's called the Michael McGivney Guild. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's a, it doesn't cost to join. That is correct. It doesn't cost to join. And uh, uh, those knights out there, or those interested uh, uh, knights, could join the guild. And it's just an encouragement to them to report in any f- favors or blessings or mir- miracles attributed to Blessed Michael McGivney. Right. And certainly I have a list of them. I have a list of them I will have to send in. Yes, you should. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Just uh, uh, favors, blessings, uh, healings, that sort of thing. Can you speak a, a little bit uh, more about that, uh, Father? The, the, the guild? guild? The guild, yeah. Uh, I... I know a little bit about it, but yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah. a whole lot. Um, but my, my question came from your explanation that, uh, you know, Knights of Columbus are so widespread, yeah. and there's so much going on. There's so much good going on. And you, you mentioned just the little gesture of uh, serving breakfast, um, you know, and the, the prayers that uh, are uh, go, go out to, uh, uh, are, are in favor of, of, or I'm not sure what the correct yeah. word is of Blessed Michael McGivney that that uh, have been granted. There's there's has to be uh, I don't know thousands a day probably. Right. I think it's the cur- the the courage to to report those because sometimes we right. think that they are they're all that's just a little thing. But you know those little things can lead up to somebody having the courage to say, oh no. I was praying to Michael McGivney. I was praying this uh, novena prayer, and this happened, and something great happened. And, and those little uh, reports may lead up to somebody saying, "Oh, wait a minute, I've got something." And uh-huh. so, by those being reported, then they can be investigated, yeah, and say, "Oh, is this this is probably something that should be looked at a little bit more in depth, uh-huh. so that he can be." Moved up into being declared a saint. Declared a saint. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, it, and it it doesn't take anything. You just go online and yeah, Michael McGivney Guild and yeah, sign up and you get a newsletter, uh, and you just find the. I don't even know what the website is, but it's. Yeah. I'm sure it's very easy. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just knightsofcolumbus.org, and you can find it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, Father, we have to go uh, back to the studios in Fargo, North Dakota momentarily, and then we have uh, uh, a minute after that to you for your final thoughts. Okay. So, uh, go ahead. Uh, Eli, we'll bring it back to our uh, main guy, Eli, at the mothership in Fargo, North Dakota. Take it away, Eli. Hey, thanks, Mike. Sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun down there. We've got another great show coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That's hosted by Nick Medelsky. He'll be coming to you live from Rochester, Minnesota. He'll visit with Lori Calgard. She'll talk about the Spring Live Drive, how it's coming up real soon. Then Joseph and Barbara Stewart will talk about an event that changed the modern world, the Reformation. Plus, Dr. Leroy Husengave, the University of Mary, will ask, who was St. Mark? All this and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. All right. Good job, Eli. Thanks for all your help. And then uh, we'll go give it back to uh, Father Dwayne Kaiser uh, for final thoughts, Father. I think uh, some of my final thoughts would be, you know, encouraging one another, first and foremost, no matter if you're a knight or a lady, uh, a part of the Knights of Columbus, is to encourage people in faith. Pray with them. Ask them to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that is the the very important thing. The first thing that we as Knights of Columbus should do is go to prayer first. Very good. Then after our prayers, then we go to work. Oh, wonderful. Well put, Father. Thank you so much, Father Kaiser, for, for spending some time with us. Well, Teresa, uh, we got through this hour. It, it flew right by. Uh, we talked with uh, State Deputy Scott Cunningham and now the State Chaplain, Father Dwayne Kaiser. And uh, uh, so, yeah, a lot of good things happening with the Knights of Columbus, Teresa. Absolutely. For me, it was just really exciting to hear more about Nicholas Black Elk and then also uh, Blessed Michael McGivney. I didn't know that much about him. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he only lived on this earth 34 years. And and uh, so, folks, I want to thank you for joining us this morning, uh, Real Presence Live. You know, do, uh, we have more programming coming up. And uh, we have, uh, let's see, we have, let's go with, Oh, yes. Uh, Father, let's go with a blessing for the final seconds. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.